This is 51st Dates, and I'm your host, Jolie Moore. They say that hindsight is 2020. I decided to find out if that's true. Every week, I'm going to read a chapter from my memoir, 51st Dates, then give you the backstory and commentary on what really went down. It's been two whole years since I went on these dates, and I'll be experiencing them along with you as I read. We'll find out together if my future self learned anything. I don't know if I have anything figured out, but at least we'll share some laughs along the way. Dating in Southern California is nothing if not entertaining. Ready? Strap in. Let's go. Welcome to episode 44 of 51st States. This is your host, Jolie Moore. How are you this morning? It is cloudy and cool here in the big city. Um, I've been biking. I have no gas in my car, and that's how it goes. So I had... So let me say this. Um, This guy, this guy I met over the summer who I now talk to every day. One, we were talking about relationships I think uh I don't we don't talk about it so much anymore because there's only so much to say and neither of us are in a romantic relationship so how many conversations can you have but this week he listened to so last week or the week before I was on a podcast called wingman of the year um for those of you who get the newsletter uh at com, I think backslash news maybe um for those of you who get the newsletter i did have a post and a link about that but i'll include it in the show notes of this show so i was on this podcast called wingman of the year and um i think i sent a link to that podcast to the summer guy which means i had to tell him about the the job i mean he knows about the job but you know knowing about the job and then like knowing about my job are two different things um and actually, I had to put some boundaries around it. I'm like, you know, here, I'm going to give you these links to, like, my job job, but I'm not interested in you taking a deep dive into it. Um, that's actually, that's a whole different conversation. Um, so he listened to that, and then he listened to the Gumball Love episode. And what he texted me, I think, or I don't know if he said it on the phone afterwards, was he's like, well... I think what conclusion I've come to is that perhaps people should not have sex before they know whether or not they share core values. And I literally had to put down the phone and uh, take a pause because I'm going to be honest, in all the years I've lived, that thought never occurred to me. To me, dating was always about chemistry and attraction and sort of chasing that excitement, um, which is why in the, (laughs) which makes no sense, which is why I married who I did, because I didn't have the chemistry or the excitement or that high. And so at some point, my like young 20 year old self must have recognized that there was something false to that, because I had let that lead the way uh, before that, and it had not turned out well, um, the few times I tried that. So that's one thing. But after getting out of the relationship with like the guy where there's like no chemistry for fucking all those years, 
I wanted that again because it feels great. I mean, it's like it's like <laughs> it's like a hit of cocaine, and I've actually never had cocaine, but it's like all the dopamine, all the like hormones rushing. You get like all the excitement and the butterflies and all of that. And again, I can't believe this. I'm backing away from that because I don't think you can trust that. So I'm not sure. Like I don't know how to walk the middle ground, and this is what I'm trying to calibrate. I'm trying to figure out how you either A, don't go for chemistry, excitement, insanity, B, utter boredom, but hey, he's safe, he has a job. And what's the middle road? Like where you meet somebody and you're attracted to them, but it's not like combustible. (laughs) And I've done that. It's not like combustion, but you share core values. I don't think I have conversations about core values with people I date, which (laughs) there's a whole problem right there. The thought never occurred to me. Like I share core values with my friends. You know, I need people who are like secure, um, and who are kind and who like believe in, you know, helping others without necessarily recompense and who are honest and who are confident and who are dependable. I mean, I have, you know, I, I know what I want in friends. I just had not considered that in a relationship. Um, and I don't know, I've not met that guy. So then he, uh, after the other thing, he listened to the podcast, he was like, the other thing he said is, and this, uh, I should probably read the text and this wasn't a text, but basically he was like, if somebody really likes you, then they're going to make an effort to make the relationship work or make an effort in the relationship. And I was like, what? (laughs) He was like, what? And I was like, I'm confused. And he was like, I don't understand your confusion. And I was like, my experience has been, my only experience has been people who could sort of take it or leave it. And they're like, hey, you're sort of cool. Let's hang out. But I got other things in life, other women, other interests, other things. And you're not the one. And I always assumed that it was because I'm too much. I mean, I'm, I'm a lot, you know, I'm like chatty and like loud and boisterous and pretty bubbly. Um, this like, as somebody said to me the other day, they're like, are you always this bubbly? And I was like, kind of. And, you know, after 12 to 16 hours, I, I understand that it's a lot with the constant like talking and running around and like engaging in activity. So... People keep saying that there's like some guy out there who's interested in that person. Haven't met him yet, we'll say. But I assume that because that was like a lot that, it, you know, they had to like take a break from me. Um, but I've never met the guy who's like, I love you, let's get down in the nitty gritty. Um, unless he was absolutely fucking crazy. But, you know, and I don't mean that in a pejorative way. I mean that in a... I came from a family with uh, a mother with like some mental illness and I seemed to date people who were similarly uh, put together. So I, um, I don't know. I'm thinking about that. I'm like, I think I like that better than the whole, you can only have sex with them after you've done a deep dive in Google. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Maybe both. Maybe you need to share core values. So you need to have had those conversations. And you've also needed to take the the Google deep dive to make sure they're not married, that they don't have like a bunch of felony convictions, whatever your thing is, um, to make sure that, that those red flags are also covered. So that's, that's, that's the next brave world. So 
this week I went back on Hinge, um, an app I had never tried before. Um, I matched up with a few people. I don't, <laughs> can I tell you? Hey, you are a writer. What do you write? Me, I write romance. I like to engage in creative pursuits as well. Me, I'm already bored with this fucking conversation. Um, I don't know. Well, I guess I'd have to go on a date. Like, So I used to be the person to be like, let's get off the app and go on a date. And right now, I don't even want to put in the effort to do... And look, I don't wear makeup and do my hair, so it's not that complicated. Um, but I don't have to put in the effort to like do all the planning and entertainment. So I'm going to just sit by. And if somebody asks me out, then I'll consider it then. Um, whether or not I'm going to text endlessly, probably not. Oh, and shit, I forgot. Um, the problem with the apps, which is the, the, the one app that I went, went back on, is I keep forgetting. So like, I signed on yesterday, which was Saturday. And the message had been Thursday, and today's Sunday. See, I, I already forgot. But I, I will, after I make breakfast and, uh, you know, <laughs> do some knitting, I will maybe get back on there and have, like, another one-sentence uh, back-and-forth conversation. So maybe I'm not ready to date. Maybe I'm not ready. This is not ready for prime time. But let's look back two years and see what I was doing then when I really wasn't ready, but I was out there anyway. Chapter 44, Fall, Back, November 3rd. The Hiker. Hi, Jolie. I would love to meet again. Are you available in the near future? Me. Hi again. It was great to connect with you. While I enjoy getting to know you, I've decided to date someone else exclusively. I did not want to leave anything open-ended. I wish only good things for you going forward. That was a partial truth. Deciding that I wanted to be exclusive with Thunderbolt wasn't exactly the same as being exclusive with him. Either way, I'd been honest that I didn't want to date him. After that, I opened my phone, disabled my Bumble profile, went away indefinitely from OkCupid, took myself out of the Tinder stack. I'm not meeting my people, creative, secure, confident, open to a relationship. When I'd started on this journey, I thought it was a numbers game. Now, I'm not so sure. On Friday, while I was trying to work out my dating and divorce frustrations in yoga, Thunderbolt texted that he was back in town on Sunday. While I debated on what to say to him, I did more yoga. I did some spinning. I spent time with a, with writer friend who, a writer friend who's leaving Southern California for the northern part of the state. I went to see a Pulitzer Prize-winning play at the Fountain Theater. Then, Sunday night came. I spent around my apartment cleaning an already clean space, folding clothes, putting various items in a Goodwill bag. Two weeks ago, I'd have been all gung-ho to talk to Thunderbolt. By Sunday, I'd lost most of my nerve. Which maybe a friend could see, because while we were driving home from lunch, she told me there's nothing wrong with kicking the determine-the-relationship talk down the road. I didn't do that exactly. There were so many mental health reasons why that wasn't a good idea. I couldn't spend any more time spitting out scenarios in my mind and remain sane. So promptly, as always, Thunderbolt showed up on Sunday night, bottle of wine in hand. I can't decide if he'd leveled up his entire wardrobe or just dressed better when he was at my house. It's odd, actually, given that at least half the time he isn't dressed at all. Maybe all the showering and snappy dressing was wasted. Anyway, after I poured the wine and invited him to sit on my banquette, which is my favorite perch in my apartment nowadays, I paused, took a breath, and launched in the, launched in the only way I could figure. So the thing I wanted to talk about? Yeah. In October, I kind of had a come-to-Jesus moment where I decided to, I needed to apologize for some asshole behavior I'd engaged in earlier this year. You see, I kind of pride myself on always being kind, and I think I was unkind. He looked perplexed. 
No, I think you're always kind. Well, I don't think so. I wanted to say that I was sorry for involving you in my dating life. It wasn't my best moment. It was no big deal, Thunderbolt said. Didn't bother me in the least. We have a non-exclusive, non-monogamous, casual thing, right? I don't mind hearing about your other partners. It may even turn me on a little bit. I took a slow blink, held up my wine glass, took a sip. Didn't believe any of the bullshit he'd shoveled, but there was nothing but to take it at face value. Took another sip, changed the subject, talked about something else. I couldn't square what he'd said with how he acted, but I decided that I didn't have to. We moved on to a chat about Milwaukee, the perils of O'Hare, his upcoming trip to Fresno, and the club, the Cub Scouts in 1986. There was this moment, though, that was a bit of an out-of-body experience. He was standing in the middle of my bedroom, completely naked. I have no idea why he'd shed all his clothes. I was standing on the other side, messing around with a lamp. The singular moment was the only time he was truly vulnerable. He was great to talk about almost anything except feelings, because that's where the vulnerability ended. I recently read in a book that the qualities that annoy you about someone are the qualities that you don't like in yourself. In this case, I think it's true. If I ask Thunderbolt anything about how he feels, there's so much deflection and denial, it's legendary. I know that feeling, and it's something I hate about myself and something I want to change more than anything. Several hours later, when I was walking him out my back door, he looked at me. Safe travels, I said. So, I'll see you when I land from Fresno? I'll be here, I said, because I would. I knew that as well as I knew my name. One of my friends, they all hate him for me, don't worry, asked me if I was in love with Thunderbolt. The answer was no. I don't really have the words, though, for a person who takes up way too much space in my brain. My friend and I went back and forth about why I spend time with someone who behaves like this with me. I didn't have a good answer. Maybe because I like crumbs. Because I feel comfortable where I don't have to deal with any demands or real emotions. If I were a betting person, that's where I'd put my money. Later, she sent over unsolicited advice. She said that I need people in my life who love Jolie for Jolie, who appreciate me and don't take me for granted. Two days later, I got this text from the hiker. Hi, Jolie. I appreciate your message, although I was hoping for a better outcome. Don't shy back from contacting me for any Danish details that you could possibly use in your writing. If in any way I could be your friend, I would find that a treasure in itself. Have a great evening, the hiker. Yes, I know. I gave up lovely and nice and honest and appreciates me and doesn't take me for granted for ambiguous and emotionally unavailable. That's where I am right now. Hopefully in a few weeks or a few months, I'll fix all that. I want to be different and want different things. It's a matter of figuring out how to get there. I don't remember that that way. <laughs> I don't remember that that way at all. I remember him sitting, I'm sitting on the banquette now um, as I record this. Uh, I don't sit here as often as I used to, but it's still a super comfortable place to sit. Um, and uh, kind of the quietest in my apartment, except when there's helicopters. So um, I don't remember that. I don't, I don't remember that. But that's what he said. And so that's, I guess that's, that's where we were. Um, he, he was the most emotionally unavailable person ever, you know? So I read this quote that, and I may have shared it last week, you know, if somebody, if their behavior and words don't match, then they're lying to you or lying to themselves. And I don't have a guess as to who he was lying to. He wasn't lying to me, actually. He wasn't lying to me. Um, and maybe he wasn't lying to himself. You know, maybe he has no feelings. I mean, I fuck me if I know. Um, 
but look, here comes a helicopter. But I don't remember spinning all that out. And I, so I think, okay, so in my head, what I remember is thinking to myself, oh, we're going to have a conversation. He brought a bottle of wine, which usually indicates we're going to have a longer conversation. And after I brought up the thing about whatever I said, <laughs> which I've already forgotten conveniently, see, I blocked that shit. Um, he, we didn't drink the wine. I think I drank the wine and I think he got really agitated and sort of just wanted to go. I don't remember talking about the Cub Scouts or anything else. Who the, who the frick knows? Um, was he in the Cub Scouts? Were he 86 or he was born in 70? Oh, huh. Maybe. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, I was going to say maybe I'll ask him about it, but I'm not going to ask him about it because I'm not going to reach out. See? Um, Okay. Weird. I just had this like, huge urge to text him and go, were you on the Cub Scouts? I just had this big memory. But that would open up a door, and I can't open that door. So that door has got to remain firmly shut and closed. As far as the hiker goes, look, I had no attraction to this guy, and that was the issue. Um, he was 10 years older and looked 10 years older. So that's, that's one thing. And... Um, he didn't really seem to, other than hiking and photography, didn't really have anything to talk about. I think that's the hardest part. It's not that he didn't have interests. I mean, I guess he did that on his own or whatever, but he really didn't have anything to talk about. Um, he did read. Um, he didn't watch TV. I'm not saying people should. Or maybe he watched TV and I didn't. Um, he didn't talk about music. He didn't talk about ideas. He didn't talk about politics or economics I don't know like at some point you have to have things to talk about and he really just sort of didn't and um look I can keep up a conversation I can keep up my side of the conversation for a good five six hours but at some point it's exhausting and I want to hear what other people think um and I don't want to hear myself talk (laughs) ironically as I listen to myself talk so that he may have felt boring but I don't think we were compatible and um, I, he, I don't know what he was planning to do with the rest of his life, but he didn't have a clue either. Um, so there was that. And I think the other thing is, oh, I'm going to say this. because So we were standing with a car before I left him, maybe the last time. where I, I think we were in a parking lot in Santa Monica or Venice. And we were standing by and... He did one of those things that guys do that I don't like, where they're sort of like, I think he had a fetish uh, um, for what, I think he just had a fetish. And I should ask about that in the beginning. And um, I think going forward, I might. Um, but I was like, oh, I can't do fetish. Like, I can't, I can't do it. And, you know, I was actually listening to this uh, vlog over the summer but I only heard like one episode, which means I must have been listening for a specific reason. But it was this this podcast with like two Asian women and they were discussing dating and they were saying that they don't date white guys um, who just date Asian women because those men have a fetish and they're not interested in indulging the fetish because this fetish probably becomes before the guy's interest in them. And... It's something that I have to navigate from, well, I have to navigate. Um, and previously I didn't ask, 
because it sometimes makes me uncomfortable to ask the question. Because okay, I didn't ask the question because I always want to hear the answer. I don't want to hear guys stumble around that. Um, and in this case, I didn't ask, and he sort of like indicated it in the, when I was standing about to get in my car, and I thought, ah, oh, crap. I, I I don't I don't do fetish, and I don't address it because I don't I don't have to. Um, he can go find somebody else to like play out his fantasies with. Good luck to him. LA's big. You know, he'll have all the, there are many opportunities. I'm, I don't have to be it. And so with that, I think I'm going to go, um, ironically sort things for goodwill and clean my already clean apartment. Do you think I apparently do the same things over and over and over again? It's, it's sort of funny. Actually, no, I'm, I'm actually starving. I hope you didn't hear my stomach grumble. So I'm going to cook breakfast, which I think is going to be kind of an elaborate thing, which is going to take me like half an hour or so. And then I'm going to work, knit, and go see a play. Um, I forgot that I bought these tickets, but it just popped up on my calendar. So thank God for <laughs> those alerts. So I'm going to go see a play, but I think it's going to be the last one until we can maybe see a play that doesn't require like a PCR test or a vaccine card and a mask because it's a lot. It's a lot. I'm Jolie Moore, and this has been 51st Dates, the podcast. If you enjoyed listening, I hope you'll share, rate, and review it on Apple Podcasts. It will help others find the craziness that is dating in Southern California. Also, please hit the subscribe button on your podcast app. If you'd like to read ahead, my memoir, 51st Dates, is available wherever books are sold. A link is always included in the show notes. I'm also a romance writer. If you want to know more about my books, please visit joliemore.com for more information. You can also follow me on Instagram at xojoliemore and on all social media at the same handle, xojoliemore. Thanks for listening, and I'll be in your ears next week.